0: Mentally or physically, success could be defined as getting up one more time after you've been knocked down over and over and over again. I'm T. Wood, and this is Triumphant Moments, where we highlight significant moments in life that are beyond the surface to encourage, inform, and inspire people to triumph over their life's challenges. Sammy Smith, 1989 first round draft pick, ninth overall, Florida State University Hall of Famer, conference champion, FSU track and field. However, there is many things that I can say on the sport level. If you want to find out more, go Google it. Because today, I'm going to highlight the light that shines inside of Sammy Smith. Welcome, my good brother. Welcome. How are you?
1: t man. I'm blessed. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, always a, a wonderful opportunity, man, and a, and an honor to, to be able to share my journey and to uh, be able to uh, share just a small portion of what God has done in my life, man. So thanks for having me on your show today.
0: Wow, absolutely. We are just thankful to have you here. Help change some lives here. Now, quick question: What what does a, a a regular daily routine for you look like? Is it in the morning, coffee, read the newspaper, Bible? What what's what's your daily routine look like?
1: Well, it changes from different times of the year. You know, okay. during the football season, it's a lot more busy than it is right now. Um, you know, we just got off of a a bowl game in Tampa, uh, the second of January. Uh, so this spring has started off, man. I have a little bit more time. I'm focusing on trying to get myself into some shape. Uh, right. So I get up in the morning, man. I was blessed by my, my wife and my kids that got me a, a stationary bike. So yeah. that was something I wanted, man. I really enjoy uh, riding you know, the stationary bike. So I got me a brand new one here so I could put some miles on every morning. Okay. Okay. And then uh, really just uh, diving into my, my quiet time first thing in the morning. Uh, spending time with the Lord, getting on my bike, getting my exercise in, getting a bite to eat and then getting my day started, man, going over to the facility and um, uh, being available to be uh, accessible to the football players and the coaches over there, at, uh, uh, the University of Mississippi football program.
0: Now, I noticed that you mentioned, you know, having that quiet time. Is that the one thing that doesn't change? Like you make sure that you have that quiet time to where you're focusing on, maybe read some scriptures and things mm-hmm. of that sort?
1: Man, it's, it's uncanny that I get up every morning, literally about 430 and I don't have to set my alarm. It doesn't matter if I go to sleep at 12 o'clock at night, one o'clock in the morning, if I'm up looking at TV. For some reason, man, my my clock, my biological clock is gonna wake me up at four thirty, and then I'm spending my time, man, with, with with God every morning.
0: Man, it's just trained to do that. It's just trained to wake up at the time, no matter what. No alarm clock, right?
1: No alarm clock. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes, well, look. Sir. Well, look. We're gonna go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, now, Apopka, Florida. Describe your upbringing. Like, how would you describe your life growing up in Apopka, Florida?
1: Well, I I grew up in a little small town, actually, on the outskirts of Apopka, a little town called Zellwood, Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. The the next little town over is is Plymouth, and that's where Warren Sapp was. So me and Warren Sapp lived probably about four or five miles apart, and then you had Apopka. So uh, that whole little area was just a a really um, tight community. Um, loved football, loved sports Mm -hmm. in that area. Of course, that's a suburb of uh, Orlando. And uh, we just grew up, man, just with a a, a camaraderie of of folks in that community that, again, just loved one another, man, loved competing, Mm -hmm. uh, and loved supporting one another in, in sports or whatever the endeavor may be.
0: Okay. What about siblings?
1: I had two younger brothers. Okay. Uh, One was five years behind me, and one was six years behind me. Uh, They both played sports in Apopka. Played football. Um, Both of my brothers endured some injuries. Man, during that time um, was when the all-terrain vehicles came out, you know. And and my dad had bought both of them all-terrain vehicles, and one had a had an accident. He got hit by a drunken driver, and uh, you know, damaged his leg pretty bad. And then my other brother had an accident on one, two, but, uh, my youngest brother, he was able to go on and play, you know, some junior college football. Then he had an opportunity to, you know, to walk on at Florida state. And, uh, Mm. uh, so, you know, sports has been a part of our family for forever. (laughs)
0: Look at here now for some reason, Florida state keep popping up. Why does that name keep popping up? So you had, I know you, did you have more options than Florida state?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, coming out in 1985, man, I was the USA today, um, offensive athlete of the year. Um, right. I could have pretty much went to any college in America that I wanted to go to, but, right. um, I had had the opportunity to, to visit Florida state, you know, as a, as a ninth grader, as a 10th grader, to go up to, uh, Bobby Bowden. Yeah, Bobby Bowden football camps, man. And I fell in love with coach Bowden and, the staff that was there, uh, got Great to know man. those folks really, really well. And mm-hmm. um, I think I probably knew where I was going to go to school probably when I was a junior in high school. Florida State was number one on my list.
0: Wow. If you had to think about what stood out the most about Florida State, out of all the things that you listed, is there something in particular that stood out the most about it to you?
1: I would have to say, man, really from an athletic standpoint, Right. It was Coach Bowden and his staff. Um, right. you know, I just felt at home. I felt like those coaches at the time, man, really cared about the, the players. Um I grew up waking up, you know, on sat- Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings rather, and mm-hmm. watching the Bobby Bowden show. So I remember, oh, you know, players, oh. I remember players Ouija Thompson is a name that stands out. Ron Simmons, uh watching these guys, man. I was just enamored with you know, Chief Osceola coming out and playing that spear, man, ride Renegade. So uh, <laughs> I was just excited about the opportunity to go there. And then, you know, the fact that uh, Florida State, prior to myself and Dion and our class getting there, mm-hmm. uh, they were kind of on the downswing, man. They, they really weren't uh, playing as well as Florida during those uh, few years. And I had quite a few of my high school teammates went to Florida I'm I'm sorry. What
0: what what school you said they went
1: to? University of Florida, man. I had I had five. I want to say five teammates from uh, my sophomore and junior year that went to Florida. So everybody just kind of you know concluded that Sammy's going to go to Florida, but uh, Florida, Florida State was my school, man. And and when I went there, I took two of my seniors off of my high school team. They went to Florida State with me so we we kind of changed the trend there for a little bit you out
0: here recruiting
1: no? <laughs> <laughs> no, but man it was awesome to, that that time period man to watch again that 85 class turn into something special man in 87 and start what would go on to be coach Bowden's you know 14 year run of finishing in the top five you know we we started that so we like the claim that that 85 class was probably the most significant class to ever go to Florida state. Of course it had Dion and, you know, and myself, Odell Higgins who's coaching there now still coaching there after all these years. And we had some tremendous athletes in that class.
0: Look at here. You, I'm going to take, I'm going to change lanes real quick. Let's change lanes real quick. Um, When you think back, matter of fact, we're gonna look back into everything that you've experienced over your time, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, on the field, off the field, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at it. You were incarcerated, you could have quit, but you're Mm -hmm. sitting in front of me, a brother with a smile on your face and positive energy is just exuding through the screen right now. So the question is, what was your key motivation that helped you see it through?
1: Man, I, w- I would tell you, first and foremost, God is good, right? Right. And We know that, man. And um, right. I think there was a, a scripture that stood out to me and uh, saying that that really kind of got me on the right track. And that uh, scripture was that, you know, all have sin and come short of the glory of God. Mm. And during my most difficult times when I was really like probably beating myself up you know, questioning and having self-pity, man, how could you allow these things to happen in your life, right? That scripture showed me that, man, you're no different than anybody else, Sammy, Mm. that you are human. You are inclined to make bad decisions. You are inclined to make mistakes, right? But God still loves you, right? He still can use you. There's still opportunity for you to impact lives. And if you will be willing to allow him to use the the trying times that you've gone through and that you were going through at that time, right. Wow. Uh, to make a difference, to let him show up big and to make a difference in other people's lives. And and I was resolved to do that, man. And, and uh, I just seen, you know, redemption come and and just my whole life and my whole outlook change on uh, the things that I was going through and how I was going to be able to impact other people's lives positively.
0: It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing because, see, I can't let something so powerful just kind of float away. You had so many times that you could have simply quit. As a matter of fact, you really didn't have to put in that much energy in what you do now in the lives that you change. You didn't have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so longevity and somehow finding a way to maintain that, Sammy, I got to tell you, man, It is just encouraging just sitting on this video with you right now simply because of that. It really is.
1: Well, you know, Coach Coach Bowden said something to me uh, a long time ago, and he's repeated this to me on several occasions. I've uh, reached out to him for advice. hmm. You know, even now when the opportunity came for me five years ago to to leave Florida and to come here to the University of Mississippi, I talked to him and inquired. Um of what that would look like, right? And he said one thing to me that he said on many occasions, but it really stood out mm-hmm. this time. And it's something that I like to apply uh daily to my life and to my my role here at, at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Sammy, he says, God's not concerned with your abilities. He's concerned with your availability. So basically, will you make yourself available for him to be able to use you? So man, that's why I tell you, uh, opportunities like I have right now to be on this show with you. Uh, I don't count them lightly. I want to be available and I want to be able to allow God to use me. Wow.
0: You've, you've faced so many challenges in your life. Many put on public display and still, it, it, I mean, it sheds a light on the individual and what the individual truly experiences. You know, it, like, it does not shed a light on what you really experience inside, the things that you're expressing right now, you know, no matter what was put out there. Mm -hmm. And so what stands as the biggest challenge you've ever faced in your life, knowing all the things that we just spoke about, what truly stands as one of the biggest challenges in your life that you've had to face?
1: Well, I tell you from the outside looking in, right, most people would think, uh, the encounter of uh, getting involved in a, in, a, in a drug conspiracy, right? Right. Um, you know, having been a first-round draft pick, allowing the enemy just to wreak havoc in my life, right? Right. That And caused me to have to go to federal prison. Most people on the outside would look at that and say, man, that had to be the most challenging thing. But I can tell you, brother, the most challenging thing I ever endured was losing uh, a two-month-old son to SIDS in 1990. January of 1990, my son was born in November of 1989, man, and we had him two months, and he died in the sleep of SIDS. Uh, that was a very traumatic time for me, man. That was difficult on me and my wife at that time. Yeah. Um, that period of time, I think, took me further away from a relationship with God than I had ever been. Yeah. Uh, it, it caused me to kind of question God, right? But then, you know, as I look back and I I start getting healing from that, right? When I went through a lot of other things, you know, God spoke to me and showed me about that period of my my life, you know, he explicitly spoke to me and said, was your son more important than my son? Let that sink in for a little bit, right? I was so upset with God that he took my son, that he gave me a son for two months and took him, right? right? But he gave up his son so that all of us could be saved and have an opportunity to be in a right relationship with him, right? And and, and that's when I got it, right? That God (laughs) has something bigger for me to do. There's something um, more that he wants to use me from, use me in, and that uh, if I allowed him to, he would take that situation that was so painful and, man, he would bless others through that.
0: Right. When you see that moment and you take that, And let's fast forward from that moment, okay? You are currently the director of character development for the football athletic, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, what do you see as the most rewarding aspect of being in that position?
1: Man, just the the, the fact that I can sit here and say, right, and and when you look at it and you know, the historical uh, things around Ole Miss, right. you know, uh, the stigma that gets attached to the uh, University of Mississippi, you know, from back during, you know, the the Civil War time or, you know, the um, Jim Crow time, right? Yes, the sir. Fact I, the fact that I'm an African-American man here huh. that's gay and was given the opportunity to love on Uh, to minister to, uh, to mentor coaches and athletes at this university Hmm. just speaks volumes, man. You know, so just seeing that and then the opportunity that, man, this encouraged me to go back to school. I left school a year early to turn professional back in 1989. And I didn't finish my degree. And I got here and got in an environment where I was convicted because a lot of my, you know, uh platform and a lot of my guidance to these guys was man get your degree right all right so i got convicted i had got mine so i went back mm. and now i'm a University of mississippi graduate come um, on
0: now come on
1: you know we had some some tragedies we had one of our coaches this year and his wife lose a a, a baby you know wow. that was two two months old too so um wow. My experience of having gone through that, man, I know that God has me in the right place. Um, He's using me and my family tremendously here. Um, Had I not gone through and experienced the things that I did, I wouldn't have had the platform that I have now. So, man, the highlight UX, I think, is just being here, man, allowing God to use me, right? Seeing lives transformed, seeing lives impacted. And being able to be transparent about my journey, man. And, and these guys accepting me and loving me. And um, and my family doing the same for the folks that are here at the University of Mississippi.
0: See, and looking back and hearing, and, and hearing that, knowing everything that you went through and the difficult times it was, is there anything that you would shift or anything that you would change if you could?
1: Well, I, I think that it would be... Not truthful to say that, man. If I could change some things, that I, I would have. No one would have wanted to go through uh, some of the things that I went through, right? Right. But I can tell you that, man, I'm thankful for them. Right. All right, because they have created and and uh, um, built the man that I am today. Right. Um, they've given me a, given me a new vision and a new value system of who God is, right? And, and the and the the power that he gives me through him, right. To be able to do things that I do. Um, So in order to be able to serve and uh, to give back the way that I, I am giving back now, I don't think had I gone, not gone through those difficult times that I would have the same platform. So for that, Mm. man, I'm thankful for um, God's always in control. Right. Right. You know, so, so I'm thankful that he has me right where he has me, that he, took me through what he took me through. um, And that he's, you know, again, put me in a position, man, to be positive and to impact lives in a positive way.
0: My brother, Sammy, I need you to help me clear up something that's a misconception. People tend to think that you, just as you Push through everything that you've been through, that you don't still have moments to where we have our ups and to where we have our downs. They think they tend to think there's this misconception that it's just smooth sailing. Like, okay, I got God in my life. It's smooth sailing. I, there's no trouble. There's no, no, no trivial, no, nothing. Could you please help me clear that? That you still experience those ups and downs still.
1: Daily, daily. Um, God didn't tell us that, man. He was gonna make life and things easier, right? But he told us that he would be there with us to endure those things, man. So, um, challenges will we will always be faced with challenges. I mean, I've got a a daughter that'll be fourteen years old in a in a in a week Woo! or so. Uh, so. So, can you imagine the the challenges that come with raising a kid today? Yes. um so so all kind of issues uh we will always have to face but um i think the difference now man and where i'm at in my life and where i've been in my life for some years now Mm -hmm. is knowing that man you know god's not going to put more on me and my family than we can can handle right Mm -hmm. and if we keep looking up to to god and putting him first and foremost in our life that any challenges that we face Mm -hmm. uh that he's able right to help us you know, pull through them. So, um, daily, daily, brother, there's always challenges.
0: Man. Yeah. See, is there any, uh, particular, since you've been there for about five years now. So is there any things that any particular story or particular moment actually that's, that might stand out to you that you could just, that you remember from the effect that you've had on those student athletes?
1: Well, I can tell you, man, I've had, a uh, couple of players get baptized. Woo. Um, I've had the chance to experience, uh, losing my dad right while I'm here. Wow. And then just a shoot, a short few weeks later, one of our players losing his dad. Wow. You know, so I got a chance to experience that walk through it and then have a better understanding of how to help him go through it. Um, it's been a, 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 a significant uh, change in here since I've been here. I mean, the first year I got here, I came under Coach Hugh Freeze. He's who brought me here. Okay. I had one year with him, right, and then he was gone. Right. And then we had uh, Coach Luke that came on and was here for the next, you know, three years, and we kept a lot of the staff that was here so I knew all those guys. Mm-hmm. And then Coach Luke got fired and, you know, Coach Kippen. Came. So this past year was Coach Kiffin's first year. Now, Coach Kiffin completely brought in all new staff. We had one coach that came back from his staff. And and when you endure something like that in my role, right,
0: yeah. you
1: know, you're like, man, I got to start all over. I got to build relationships. I got the, I don't know where these coaches are. I don't know where these players are, the new ones that's coming in. So, right. but God always tells us that he's in control, right? right. And I can tell you, man, that this year, Right, This past season with all the new coaches um, and and the uncertainty of how things would be, who would be uh, receptive to ministry, I can tell you, man, for me personally, this has been the most productive year that I've had. I I love Coach Kiffin. I love the guys that are here, the staff that are here. Uh, I got two of my former Florida State guys ended up here with me, Terrell Buckland and Devin Bush. You know, so – I got some Seminole flavor in the house, right? So God, always <laughs> so knows what he's doing, man, right? You know, he's the one that's putting the ingredients in mm-hmm. and mixing things up, right? Mm-hmm. We just got to be willing to sit back, right, and taste what he's doing, man, and enjoy it.
0: Mmm, kind of let go and let God?
1: Let go and let God, brother. Okay, <laughs> okay,
0: okay. See, I want the listeners to understand this and summon everything up. I want all of my listeners to understand this. When you hear what my brother Sammy just said, everything summed up. No matter what valleys life takes you through, I need you to understand. You can use any moment in life to help yourself and to help others. Understand that. Sometimes it's about just surviving a moment. It's not going to be pretty every time. Just survive it. Live through it. That's triumphant in its own self. So upon each show, I like to do something what I call and create encouragement for free. So whether it's something that we've talked about throughout the show, or if there's something that you've had in your heart and in your mind that you want to express, I need you to provide something that's going to give some encouragement to a listener to the show encouragement for free?
1: I would say first and foremost, man, put God first, right? Mm -hmm. Be willing to include him in your plans, right? And all the plans that you have set for yourself, all the desires, you know, all the goals that you set, right? Uh, Be willing to put God first and include him in those plans and goals, right? Mm -hmm. But then also be willing to accept the fact that sometimes your plans and Plans is not going to line up and he's going to take you a different way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and be willing to grasp to his plans man and know that he won't lead you wrong uh that his plans and his ways are always higher than ours right mm-hmm. and when you follow god's plan man you you'll be led towards success so that would be my my nugget today is put god first Make sure that uh, you in, encounter and engage him about aligning uh, up a plan for your life and then being willing to follow his, his plans if they don't line up with yours.
0: Come on, y'all. Listen to that. I'm going to leave everyone with this. Sometimes in life, we must fail in order to succeed, but one thing must remain certain. Under no circumstances do you ever, ever, ever give up. My brother, Sammy Smith, man, I appreciate you. We're going to talk. I appreciate you for being on our show. Really do. And the the lives that you're going to help change. Really appreciate
1: it. T-Wood, anytime, man. It was such an honor to be able to spend this time with you. Um, I'm available, man, whenever you want me on. Just, you know, you got all my contact information now, man. I'm going to be praying uh, for your ministry and that God will continue to, to bless you and your family, man, and continue to, to bless you richly in, in your ministry, brother. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Appreciate it, bro. We're going to talk. You know that. We're going to talk. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for tuning in. It's Triumphant Moments. I'm T. Wood.